Welcome to Urban Forum Northwest with your co-hosts Hayward Evans and Eddie Rye. Uh, our first guest is Congressman Emanuel Cleaver, uh, who represents uh, the 5th Congressional District in Missouri, which includes Kansas City and the Super Bowl Stadium of the Kansas City football team. And Congressman Cleaver, uh, a lot of news has been hitting the air lately, and I, you know, I want to talk about the elections and the transition. But this thing with the Russian infiltration of American corporations and government is frightening. So I'd just like to have you respond to that right off the bat. Well, uh, it is frightening, and that's one of the reasons that Congressman Benny Thompson has called us uh, into uh, for a meeting, uh, a classified meeting, which means we go into a skiff and, uh, and, and, and we'll get uh, the more intimate uh, details. Uh, but they have, uh, they being Russians, uh, have uh, been able uh, for at least the second time uh, to get into many of our systems, uh, and they have become deeply embedded in some of them. Uh, the only good news out of this is that uh, as far as the intelligence community has been able to determine, they were, they've not been able to get into any classified components of our, our government. Uh, the one thing that should make uh, everybody who is even just halfway patriotic and uh, who love this country is the fact that uh, as of uh, this moment, the president of the United States, um, uh, who swears to uh, protect the people of the United States, uh, has, not, uh, has not said a word. Uh, he has not uh, come forth uh, with any condemnation toward uh, Vladimir Putin, uh, and uh, certainly if he's not going to say anything, that, that means we're not going to take any action. Uh, now, the President Obama, uh, the last time Putin uh, was found to have been uh, fooling around uh, with our, our systems, uh, told him to his face he'd better cut it out, and then went on to, uh, to uh, 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 place... Russian in the in the throes of, of, of our economic sanctioning, uh, but this ought to be scary to people uh, that that the United States uh, has uh, been significantly significantly uh, compromised, uh, and and if the average person is sitting at uh, at home and, and wondering uh, as they're driving down the road uh, too, uh, well I don't feel any different. I mean that. Uh, bother me. It doesn't have any impact on me. Uh, th this uh, can be compared, and I think quite uh, accurately, without uh, any uh, additional uh, wordage, uh, to an, uh, an attack. We have been attacked by a foreign uh, entity, the Soviet, the Russia, uh, and and we are. Uh, failing right now, failing to respond. So uh, what do you expect to come out of the meeting? Uh, Congressman Benny Thompson is the chair of the House Homeland Security Committee. I know you're on, on that committee as well. And I was just trying to figure out, do you think that other agencies, intelligence agencies, will be able to do anything once uh, you have this classified meeting? Well, here's what, here's what, we we hope uh, what I hope will happen. Um, uh, first of all, Benny Thompson is tough as nails, 
and um, uh, I think they uh, uh, they make a mistake if they uh, they being Russia believe that that uh, uh, Benny Thompson uh, would not respond. The problem is that uh, for at least uh, the next thirty days or so. Um, we don't expect the president of the United States to fulfill his constitutional responsibility uh, by responding, and uh, and so uh, what what very likely will happen is that uh, because we can only have one president at a time, you 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 know Vice President Biden is is, is uh, very unlikely uh, to to say anything, uh, and I don't want I hope nobody in the country. Uh, interprets that, and certainly how the Russians don't interpret that to be compliance, that he's, he's okay with the same things that uh, Donald Trump uh, forgave. Uh, and so I, I don't, I think what 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 happens after our meeting are, are probably some things I, I won't be able to talk about. Uh, uh, none of us who go in those rooms uh, are able to talk about, you know, things uh, classified and and the when we go into these rooms this skiff it it's soundproof uh, it's down in the guts of the, uh, the federal complex uh, there's I mean, people are not able to get any kind of uh, radio signals down there you can't take telephones or any anything at all that uh, uh, that looks like the communication uh, instrument. So um, we'll go down and we'll probably get uh, a briefing from the uh, uh, FBI um, because it's, you know, it happened on our soil. Although usually in, this, in instances like this, the CIA would also uh, be a part of the, uh, you know, the, those those meetings. So uh, it's a very very serious issue. I'm I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pleased that you brought it up because. Uh, most Americans are going to, you know, we're all, go, uh, you know, going happily into the Christmas season, uh, and I and we deserve some some joy uh, because of the, the coronavirus. But I hope that everybody will continue to think that, uh, that that one of the great blessings of this Christmas season is that it means we have moved closer to having another president in office who will not allow this to happen. Now, uh, you know, if, if some of your callers might. Call later on and say, "Well, the United States does the same thing," uh, and that's true. Uh, we we have to, uh, you know, look at what's going on around the world, and, and we ha- we do have enemies. And if we get uh, if we get caught at things like that, uh, we expect uh, a response from those those nations. Uh, you know, that's 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 the world we live in. People are, I mean, spying. Um, goes back almost to the beginning of society uh and so we we're we, we're not exempt from that we do the same thing but um you notice you don't read a lot about what the united states is doing uh which means that that we don't get caught but when you when you take when you raise your hand and um and and, and take the oath of office for the fbi and the cia you know uh, that you're, if you're involved in counterintelligence or foreign intelligence, uh, that uh, you know you're on, on your you're on your own pretty much, uh, you know, and so it, that's just the way it goes. 
Okay. I just, I just, uh, Congressman Cleaver, I, I want to let everybody know that you're listening uh, to Congressman Emanuel Cleaver, the second out of the 5th Congressional District of Missouri, and he's on the House Homeland Security Committee. And we wanted to take this time because uh, it's a major threat where Russia has infiltrated what most government agencies and now private corporations. So we thought it was very important for our listeners to hear that before we transition to uh, the latest cabinet picks. I uh, want to know if you're pleased. Uh, I, I was looking for a, a couple of more African-Americans. I don't know about anybody else because I know who delivered the vote uh, to uh, uh, pr uh, President-elect Biden. I know that when he went through South Carolina, that Congressman Clyburn and others changed the polit entire political landscape for President Biden. And I just hope that, you know, uh, our votes aren't taken for granted once again. And I'm also hoping that uh, he includes some younger people at the table for conversations uh, about uh, uh, police misconduct and other issues that affect people. Because, you know, as I'm, I'm safe with all the appointments he's made, but they, they got that black folks have got to have a return on our political investment. Your comment on that before I bring my co-host in with his questions. Well, right I, think ahead, you're, I think you're I think you're right. Um, you know, I, I think we the, the he, we've done. Uh, done very well in, in what's called the Big Four, uh, and and the, the the key there is the Secretary uh, of Defense, which uh, no African American has uh, has held, uh, and, um, and and it's it's a it's a big deal, and so uh, Lloyd uh, Lloyd Austin uh, is an African American who is probably. Uh, he looks like he stepped out of typecasting. Uh, he, he's tall, uh, good-looking, uh, deep voice. But he looks like a general. He talks like a general, uh, and he walks like a general. Uh, and uh, we may have some difficulty getting him through, because even some Democrats. Uh, I don't think any, you, I don't think we'll find any African American Democrats, uh, but uh, we have some Democrats saying, you know, look. Uh, you're supposed to wait seven years before you you, you uh, are eligible for uh, any role in, uh, in in the cabinet or major uh, uh, position. And so, um, you know, I, I think that uh, it's going to be a, uh, a a difficult confirmation. Frankly, I think uh, you know, uh, and and in and, and this instance, it, it it may be also some Democrats, uh, for example. Uh, we have uh, one uh, you know, high-profile uh, Democrat uh, who I, I believe is going to be very, very vocal and uh, uh, in, in, in opposing uh, 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 General Austin. Uh, but now we, we still have some major positions that are that are significant that people may not even think about. For example, Secretary, uh, I mean, Highway Administrator. Uh, I, I, uh, over the years, you and I have talked about issues up in, in, in Washington with with highways. Uh, the front companies. And we've never had, you know, we've never had an African American uh, as, as the, the highway administrator or uh, the the, uh, uh, the the transportation the the transit administrator of the highway uh, commission. Uh, those are the, the people because those. The, these are two positions that most of us don't think about, uh, but they, they spend more money than almost any other department on the planet. 
and uh, it, it would be healthy for us, I think, to have an African American in those positions, uh, or at least one of them. And, and there is a uh, there is a likelihood that that one of them could get it. Uh, I'm supporting a, a former mayor of Jacksonville, Florida, uh, Alvin Brown, uh, who you know Jacksonville is, I think, still the large the largest city in the country uh, in terms of of, uh, of geography. And and so transit is important for a city, for a city like that. So you know, I think you know overall it's been good. Uh, you know, uh, I, I think it can it can get better, and I think it will. Marsha Fudge, a good friend of of, uh, of ours and someone you know, yes, uh, you know, goes to HUD. Uh, I, I I will uh, very likely be the chair of the committee that oversees HUD, which means that uh, you know. Uh, we'll be able to do things that probably never would have even be uh, would have been even discussed uh, had uh, uh, President gone, President Led gone another direction. Uh, with How HUD. much rather oh. see her at HUD rather than agriculture? Because a whole bunch of black folks need some help with housing. I know we lost a lot of farms, not taking not away from black farmers, but I want to see if I, my co-host Hayward Evans has a question or a comment for you, Congressman Cleaver. Okay. First thing, come. Congressman Cleaver for being with us today. You know, I'm going to go back to Russia. This this is just, you know, it's like um, it's like the number 45 is intentionally sabotaging the Biden administration to the point of almost treason. I, I you're you're the chair of the subcommittee of national security, and you also do homeland security and international development. If in fact number 45 has been taking loans out. Money's been funneled through Russia to him. It's like he's given Russia uh, hands-free uh, access to United States information. Is that something that might be invested, investigated? And are there possibilities that the charges could come against number 45 after he's out of there? Well, uh, you know, I, I, I think the foolishness about self-pardoning uh, is not going to prevent... Uh, uh, the Supreme Court has also already ruled back in the 1950s, maybe then in 1950, the Supreme Court uh, ruled that uh, that a president could not pardon uh, back then himself. Uh, but uh, I'm glad that, that, that you are, are concerned because, um, you know, uh, over the past few years, we have spent tens of billions of dollars on uh, cyber offensive uh, abilities, we we we, we uh, built a giant war room uh, over at Fort Meade, Maryland, uh, uh, where we have a, a cyber command center, and uh, you know we, we we have these defensive uh, sensors all over the country, uh, you know uh, uh, that we use to deter uh, nations' enemies from uh, picking. Uh, pecking into uh, into our network, uh, so uh, now we're, we're, it, we're, it's, it's it's clear that that they that the broad Russian espionage attack on the United States uh, and and cooperation, as you said, uh, has been going on uh, since the spring, uh, and uh, uh, you know we didn't know that it had touched into the private sector until recently, uh, and. Uh, it, it, this it, 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 this ought to cause everybody to tremble, because it means that uh, this is the the most 
significant uh, intelligence uh, failure in modern history. And, and if you think that's hyperbolic, uh, talk to somebody, some expert, and they will tell you the same thing. I don't care if they're Republican, uh, Democrat, or Pescatarian. Uh, this is the, the greatest in, in modern history. And, um, you know, Mr. Cleaver, I just uh, want to see, has attorney Jesse Weinberry joined us, Eric? Okay. Uh, Congressman, I want you to meet by phone and you probably know him already. Uh, Jesse Weinberry, attorney Jesse Weinberry, former state representative, and he has been working, trying to restore affirmative action in Washington state for the last 20 years. We lost it in 1998 and got an initiative passed and a law passed. And then, uh, some folks uh, primarily led by Chinese immigrants overturned collected signatures with two of the Proud Boys, John Carlson and Tim Eyman, uh, overturned the legislation. And so he's working now on a, another initiative, 1300, which is called the Manuel Ellis Washington Anti-Discrimination Act. And Manuel Ellis was a brother that was, uh, uh, they said died by homicide at the hands of the Tacoma police. It's been a major story, as a matter of fact, Attorney James Bible has been representing them, but I just wanted, if you got a minute, I'd just like to have Jesse Weinberry tell you what we're up against. And uh, if you do have a minute to hang on with us, can you do that? Sure, absolutely. Okay, Jesse Weinberry, you have the floor, brother. Hi, Eddie, and hi, Hayward, and and, and welcome, uh, Congressman. Uh, it's good to hear your voice again, and uh, thank God you're 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 still leading the way in Congress with uh, an even larger number of uh, members of Congressional Black Caucus. So congratulations. Uh, As Eddie pointed out, we are in a a continuous fight in Washington state to bring back what uh, the government, the state government has has estimated to be nearly $4 billion, that's billion with a B, $4 billion of contracting opportunities that were stolen from uh, women and minority businesses by an initiative I-200. Uh, you remember Ward Conley, and uh, yeah. we we know what he did in California. He did the same thing in Washington State in 1998, and uh, we actually overturned it last year. The legislature voted overwhelmingly in the House and Senate to overturn that measure and to bring affirmative action and diversity, equity, inclusion back to Washington State. As Eddie said, a referendum was put on the ballot. That only passed by 1%. And so we're going, we believe third time is the charm, and that's why we're bringing back uh, Initiative 1300. We have now crossed, uh, we, out here in Washington State, you've got to get 300,000 signatures, Congressman, to bring a matter uh, before the legislature. We have now crossed over 200,000. We have 100,000 more signatures to go between now and New Year's Eve, believe it or not. That is the deadline that the Secretary of State out here has set for us to turn in signatures. And I know you're probably thinking, how are we gathering signatures in the middle of a global pandemic? Uh, we, we are doing it. Uh, uh, we, are, we are overcoming the impossible. And tomorrow we will have before us uh, in a trial before the courts a challenge to that Secretary of State uh, in order to allow us to get uh, online handwritten signatures. And so 24 hours from now, we will know what that ruling is but uh, we are in a fight so far. We're winning, and we appreciate your support in the other Washington for what we're doing here in Washington State. Well, the good news is that 
uh, you're going to have a turn, an attorney general uh, who uh, is not going to use the the office to try to create to to, to uh, you know send us back into the stone age as it relates to economic participation in the uh, United States of America. Uh, either of the people who are being who are being considered. Uh, Mary Garland uh, and uh, uh, Senator uh, Doug Jones of Alabama, uh, and so you, you, I think you'll have more of a partner in Washington than, than you've had recently. Uh, not think you, you will, uh, but I, I think uh, you know. Usually, Washington uh, sends some rather progressive uh, members to Congress, right? Uh, and and so it's a it, one of the one of the benefits. I think we might uh, have in, uh, this year is, uh, you know, the, the, the issues you, you are discussing, the issues you, you are very legitimately raising. I think your members uh, supporting what we're doing uh, could, could, could make a, a, a difference, not just in Washington, but all over the country. And I think this is the time, you know, uh, uh, usually, uh, you know, uh, after, you know, some uh, chaotic, uh, chaotic moment in our history, uh, there also comes a, uh, a, a, a period, a moment, if you will, of progress. So this may be a good time. Actually, Congressman, I was remiss in not mentioning that uh, the Initiative 1300 is is endorsed not only by many other uh, groups and organizations, but members of Congress include Congressman Adam Smith, Pramila Jayapal, and Denny Heck, obviously, who is going to be transitioning to become our lieutenant governor. He's our lieutenant governor-elect, right. but those three members endorsed early uh, I-1300 uh, as members of Congress. So you're absolutely right. And and uh, let me just tell you, uh, Denny Heck, was on, we were on the committee together. Uh, I just think of the world of him, and uh, he, he was with us uh, on just about every issue, us being the, the Congressional Black Caucus. Or he might just say, "Well, I was just being on the right side of an issue." Um, uh, uh, so, I, 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 and Jive Hall, as you probably know, uh, uh, likewise, I, have, I work with them, uh, the, with the two of them, a little bit more. Uh, but I think the entire delegation that you have is, is good news for uh, the people of Washington, all the people of Washington. Absolutely, Congress. I just want to say that uh, Denny Heck had a lot of influence from the Tacoma Pierce County Black Elective. <laughs> so uh, Lyle Kwasim is the co-chair. As a matter of fact, I think Lyle Kwasim ended up having a lengthy conversations with, uh, 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 and I slipped my mind, I I'm getting to be too old. But anyway, uh, with the political action chair out of Brooklyn, New York, we had an issue here when two, we had two candidates. We will have an African-American and Korean. Uh, Marilyn Strickland will be with the first black uh, Congress member of Congress in Washington State in the history of the state. Eddie, are you trying right. to think of uh, Gregory Meeks? Gregory Meeks is who man, man, Gregory oh, slap me uh, if I didn't remember his name. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, 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 Gregory Meeks and and Denny Heck were also as I allow Kwasim got routed to Gregory Meeks. I need to ask uh, Eric if Shade Moore is on the phone. Okay, so Congress, you got about five more minutes to hear from Shade Moore, young lady that's sure. uh, senior manager at Amazon. She's uh, the director, of the, uh, uh, chair of the Seattle King County Martin Luther King Organizing Coalition and the secretary of the Public Development Authority we just created uh, over the last year. Shade Moore. I am on. 
Okay, Congressman Cleaver's on and Jesse Weinberry. So I, we, we've had Congressman on for a little while. So why don't you tell the Congressman a little bit about yourself, a little about, about the projects you're working on? Um, I mean, those are only two of many, <laughs> that's for sure. But um, Let's just go with those two, Derek. I know you got 50 <laughs> going on. <laughs> um, no, so uh, the PDA, uh, Preservation Development Authority uh, for the CD, um, everything is coming along. Um, we currently have 11 out of 13 board members. Uh, about a month ago, we had 10 uh, due to Lewis Rudd from Ezell stepping down. Um, but we are happy to have him back, and he has joined the board again. So we're lucky to have his business expertise um, be a part of our esteemed team. Um, there's just there's a lot going on with the facility right now. We're currently in the project management stages of getting the facility off the ground. Um, we have some parking lot work coming here soon. We have some rooftop work coming here soon. Um, obviously, with the winter um, season, we're trying to get things done um, in a time frame to where it's not putting anyone's health or safety at risk. Um, we've been asked a lot about how folks can join in on our discussions. Uh, the board meets twice monthly, um, and that is every second and fourth Wednesday. And information for that can be found at our website at McKinney, C-E-N-T-E-R.com, McKinney Center, um, shortened. Um, I want to give uh, Congressman Cleaver just a little background, Sade. This building is a six-story building, Congressman Cleaver. Yes. It was a, originally the Seattle Opportunities Industrialization Center, SOIC. They had them all across the country. And uh, right, Reverend Dr. Right. Samuel Berry McKinney brought uh, that program back to Seattle. And it's also known as the McKinney Center for Community and Economic Development. As you know, in 1980, Ronald Reagan gutted all the manpower programs. Go to your next one, Sade. So just to add to that, too, because I'm happy that you kind of brought up the history. Um, our, our coalition, I'm sorry, not our coalition, our board was formally announced on June 24, 2020. Um, and it's chartered by state law to preserve the unique character and history of the CD. Um, long recognized as a historical center of the Seattle African-American community. Um, so, yeah, just again, um, we're working with the 37th um, Legislative District, um, who is one of our sponsors, as well as the McKinney Coalition, um, the Washington Labor Council, City of Seattle, and many others. Um, over the last several weeks, we've been having um, <clears throat> conversations with some of our community organizations, slash partners, uh, Africa Town, the Urban League, um, and many others just trying to get them on board to help us with one of our uh, not new but most important committees within the, uh, the development itself, which is programs and partnerships. Um, Eddie and Hayward have already been doing an excellent job kind of setting this, uh, the, the foundation uh, for that committee by doing some of the work that they did earlier in the year. And uh, will be helping us again as we continue to um, kind of find out, not find out, but create a strategic plan for uh, tenancy. What the um, actual programs inside that facility will look like and who is going to represent it. So uh, that's Let me just, see again, if uh, Congressman Cleaver has any questions or comments for you, Sade. Sade, as I mentioned, Congressman Cleaver is one of the senior managers at Amazon and one of our, one of our bright young stars. I think she's about 27. 27? No, I wish. 31 now. <laughs> I know it. I was just kidding. Congressman <laughs> Cleaver? Yeah, uh, I don't know if you have, to, uh, I don't know what, what, when you find time to, to eat uh, or, uh, you know, just uh, look, walk out and look up at the sky. I mean, that's, 
that, that sounds amazing. And I guess one of the regrets I have is that, you know, uh, other than uh, this broadcast, uh, that which Eddie Wright produces, and, and uh, we don't get a lot of information about uh, what's going on in the Northwest. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, not as, not not as much as we get, you know, uh, about you know, uh, on the East Coast and and uh, even on the on the West Coast uh, uh, up to California. So uh, this is absolutely amazing. And uh, at some point, if you were here when we do our annual legislative conference, I'd certainly like to have have you uh, talking with uh, people in from around the country who come to Washington during that period. Absolutely, and 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 we appreciate that. And I I definitely wish there were more platforms like this one that we can get, you know, really huge uh, projects or undertakings that are are happening or things that we're taking back in the Black community. Um, shared uh, and 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 uh, visible to you know the rest of the world. So Eddie, appreciate you for even allowing us to always have you know this forum to do just that. As as long as you're doing constructive something constructive for the black community is great. So uh, I want to see if uh, Congressman, I, I really do appreciate your time today. Uh, is there any things that we need to be aware of? Can you give us any idea when? The poor folks might be able to get out the food bank lines and be able to go to the refrigerator and open it up and find something in there. Well, I, I think we're going to pass a uh, stimulus probably maybe late tonight. Um, it's 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 from my perspective, it's weak. It's 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 um, it, it's not even close to what we should have. I think everybody, from the uh, chairman of the Federal Reserve, uh, Jay Powell. Uh, his uh, uh, Ben Bernanke, Janet Yellen, uh, I, I think all of, and, and just about every economist uh, in the country is saying, uh, "Go now and go big." Nine hundred billion dollars uh, is about half of what we should be spending. Uh, people will get uh, probably three hundred dollars as as an expanded unemployment benefit, uh, as and we the, we were able to do six hundred the last time. Uh, people will probably get eight hundred dollars to a thousand dollars, as opposed to twelve hundred dollars that they received the, the, during the first stimulus. Uh, I, I, there will be money to support people living, uh, the renters, uh, as well as the landlords. Uh, we'll have money in there for uh, vaccine distribution, uh, and it. it uh, you know, it'll take care of some of the, the problems, but the pack, package should. Uh, we, we, we're, we're calling it a survival pack, package. Uh, you're not giving anybody anything. Uh, you need to give. The, the point is to put money into the economy, uh, and uh, also uh, they're going. This package is so insignificant that economists are already saying. Uh, that uh, when the Biden administration comes in, you, you need to do another package. And I, I agree, and I think uh, most of the, the, the people in, in the Congress who are uh, who are not thinking uh, along either racial or, uh, or, or sometimes status lines um, uh, will, will, will agree. Uh, but this, uh, you know, this is, you know, this is the best we can do uh, with what we have. If we should win those two seats in Alabama, uh, I think another p- package is forthcoming. 
Okay. I, I, we got about two minutes. I want to see if uh, Jesse Weinberry got a closing statement and see if Sade is still on, if she has a closing statement. No, Eddie, I thank you for, for bringing us together and uh, for uh, keeping our community aware and informed of, of the actions and issues that affect their lives. And uh, I, I appreciate uh, being able to join Sade and, and Congressman Cleaver. The last uh, announcement I'll leave you with, uh, we are fighting in court to enable all of those within the reach of, of our voices to be able to sign I-1300 before the uh, New Year's Eve deadline online. And that court case will be heard and decided tomorrow at 3 p.m. I will leave the, uh, the call-in number for, uh, for Eddie to put on the website, but we encourage people to call in, listen to this trial. Your rights are literally on trial to be able to um, actually uh, petition your government to do the right thing and to allow people to uh, sign online in view of the fact that the pandemic has shut down person-to-person uh, -person contact, uh, we still uh, have our rights and, yeah. uh, and we need to fight for them as the NAACP is doing uh, on, in this trial tomorrow at 3 p.m. on Friday. Um, um, and uh, hopefully, Eddie, you'll be able to post the information online for your listeners. But thank you again. Sade, are you still online? I am. Okay, I'd like to give you a moment for a closing statement, either remark to Congress Cleaver or any kind of announcement you want to make. Yeah, no. Um, right now, the Seattle Martin Luther King Jr. Organizing Coalition is on our, our mid-winter holiday break up until next year. Um, January 5th is our next meeting, um, and then after that, it'll be January 7th. Um, planning is still underway. Um, everything is getting locked down. Um, our theme, our flyer is all now available on the website, seattlemlkcoalition.org. Um, everything is going to be outdoors this year due to COVID. I'm really saddened by that because we, you know, some of the things that we cherish inside, um, our opportunity fair, having our workshops indoors, um, having our community feeding, um, but we're still making a way. So um, there's still going to be a lot of that this year. Um, and you can find about you can find out about everything that we're doing on the website again www.seattlemlkcoalition.org and for the CDCPDA Central District Community Preservation Development Authority for the McKinney Center um, our next meeting is on December 23rd and you can visit the website McKinney M C K I N N E Y C E I'm sorry C N T R dot com and you can get uh, access to our meeting minutes to our press release. Um, you can know that we have our board bios and headshots there uh, for the community that are available, as well as our 2021 flyer and our um, upcoming meeting agenda. Okay, then, Sade Moore, Attorney Jesse Weinberry, Congressman Emanuel Cleaver. I want to thank all of you and Congressman Cleaver. Really, really appreciate you staying on to hear what's going on in Seattle and Martin Luther King Jr. County. And you said you didn't think that she thank was you. sleeping much when she did the first 10 minutes. So you see, she got double trouble. But she's a good leader. So thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. Congressman Cleaver, really good appreciate you. you. Thank you. Okay, uh, Eric, we'll take a break and come back with our next guest after this. Hi, my name is Mian Rice, the Diversity of Contracting Director for the Port of Seattle. As a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. 
The port is committed to equity, diversity, and inclusion, and to leveling the playing field. That means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all, especially women and minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend PortGen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.seataxshops.com. Why sit in bumper-to-bumper traffic when you can hop on Link Light Rail and fly by the gridlock? It's a smoother, easier, stress-free way to get where you want to go. Whether you're heading north to Capitol Hill and the University of Washington or south to Columbia City, Tukwila, and the airport, Link Light Rail will get you there quickly and safely. And if you have an ORCA card, even better. Just tap on the yellow card reader when you get on and listen for the beep to let you know your card has been accepted. Then tap your card reader again once you've reached your destination and listen for the double beep to let you know you've tapped off correctly. To find the closest Link Light Rail station or to learn how to get an ORCA card, just go to soundtransit.org and type Link Light Rail into the search bar. Sound Transit's Link Light Rail. Just another way that Sound Transit is powering progress. Tell your friends about Alternative Talk 1150. Me! Hit it! Hit it! You see my... All right, now, Eddie Ryan here with Evans back at Urban Forum Northwest uh, with our next guest, who is Miss Rita Green, who is the Education Chair for the NAACP uh, Washington, Oregon, and Alaska, and has been one of the people in the forefront of seeking justice for our students and others, including the terminated individuals at the Seattle School District. Uh, so uh, we know uh, there was a school board meeting yesterday, Rita. Can you give our listeners an update on exactly where things are and what is the position of the NAACP? Because I want people to know what the position of the NAACP is, since you guys have taken the lead and, and demanding accountability. Well, we are happy that she is, she meaning Superintendent Juno, is um, stepping down. So they did not have to vote her out. She decided to leave and um, will be gone by June. Uh, Our position is we now need to be focusing on getting kids back in school and addressing the discipline and safety issues of our students. So those are some of the top issues that we need to work with in addition to getting ethnic studies up and running. So that that's where we want to focus. Um, I would like to see maybe an interim brought in that can actually focus on getting things going for next year and have Juno focus on whatever project she is that she can just close out for June. So that will be something that I'll be recommending to the directors um, sometime in the next few weeks. And uh, there were several other folks who were, uh, and, and we think about all the uh, black folks in the cabinet. Now, a press release came out this week where two African Americans have been elevated uh, in, in her uh, mm-hmm. in her cabinet, so to speak. 
And uh, I'm thinking about uh, the seven that uh, that still haven't received justice. So I don't know what the situation is with them. Uh, And there's also this big issue with uh, the Native American Indian, the Native American programs, how they've been misused and abused. So I was just curious, has there been any corrections in any of those uh, areas? So there has not been corrections, but what I would like to see is now that Juno is out of the way, we can have someone who's going to have conversations. So UNEA, the um, Native American group that really needs to have some conversations with um, the district and make sure that their programs get put back in place in the schools that they were so that they can help students. And they've had a lot of parents and students testifying over the last few months of the issues that they're experiencing. So I hope now to see some changes there. You know, for us, we need to focus on these different um, disciplines. So like the student that was locked in the cage last week and the principal being allowed to be paid out $96,000 and move on, yet the black teacher that turned him in gets a bad evaluation. So Mm. we need to address that issue, you know, from a state level. What I want to push for is that all investigations from the school districts are done by a third party because we can't have the school investigating themselves. That's the situation that we're in right now with the student that was locked in the cage. So we have to address those type of issues so that we make sure that they don't continue to happen because these things are happening over and over again. I also want to establish a way for all of us to be communicating and sharing our stories so we know, hey, my son was locked in a cage too by that same teacher or that same principal, whatever is happening. We have to do a better job of communicating and sharing our stories with each other. Hayward Evans, my co-host, you have a question or comment for Rita Green, the education chair? Yeah, Rita, first I'm saying I'm just so proud of the NAACP being being the tip of the spear. Uh, And for me, even understanding the challenges that you face from even within our community, I just got to mm-hmm. applaud and salute the NAACP for your steadfastness. Uh, I just want to plant the seed just, just to make sure we're dealing with uh, the academic achievement gap. To me, yeah. that is such a critical issue that money is put there to level that academic playing field and that those conditions or services are being provided for people to truly establish that education, educational foundation for upward mobility. But, but from that note, my thing is just the NAACP, anybody who's not a member, they need to join. Rita? Yes. They, yes, they do. I mean, because we need help. I mean, and again, you know, people need to understand that we volunteer. So it's like people aren't getting paid to do this work, but we're doing it because we know it has to be done. And a lot of the other um, races, they have organizations that are standing up and supporting and fighting for them. But there's not a lot of people that are supporting our children. And so we need more people to help to learn how to do the work. I do have a 10 to 11 week training course where I teach parents how to advocate for their students, you know, what the questions they need to be asking the teachers, the questions they need to be asking the administration staff. If things aren't going the way they think it should be going, how do you communicate? What is the protocol? Making sure you understand what are the graduation requirements for your student? 
know, what are some of the uh, things could, that could you, you please, to before we have to go, would you please leave your contact information or information where people can get access to the, the information you're providing? Yeah. So do you want me to, to, you can give out my phone number, Eddie, and you have my email. So you can give out both of those. Okay. Okay. Well, I, we, we get calls from people go up there. How can I get in touch and how can I get this information? So Rita, hey, thank mm -hmm. you very much. We really do appreciate the good job you're doing. And I got your back. So if you need me, call me. I'll be there. And okay. Hayward and, and I will definitely be on here. You have access okay, to this Hayward. platform whenever and you I, need. And it. I did. You. I did want to plug that Josette Wicker is the Seattle King County branch education chair. So people can also reach out to her at you know educa um, education at Seattle King County NAACP org as well. Yeah, we've had Josette on as well too. So okay. we're trying to cover all the bases. Uh, so thank you very much, Rita. Keep up the good work, okay. and I got your back. All right. Okay. Now. Thanks. So okay, thank you. Bye now. Okay, thank you. Hi, my name is Mian Rice, the Diversity and Contracting Director for the Port of Seattle. As a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community, and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. The Port is committed to equity, diversity, and inclusion, and to leveling the playing field. That means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all especially women and minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend PortGen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.seataxshops.com. Why sit in bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic when you can hop on Link Light Rail and fly by the gridlock? It's a smoother, easier, stress-free way to get where you want to go. Whether you're heading north to Capitol Hill in the University of Washington or south to Columbia City, Tukwila, and the airport, Link Light Rail will get you there quickly and safely. And if you have an ORCA card, even better. Just tap on the yellow card reader when you get on and listen for the beep to let you know your card has been accepted. Then tap your card reader again once you've reached your destination and listen for the double beep to let you know you've tapped off correctly. To find the closest Linklight Rail station or to learn how to get an ORCA card, just go to soundtransit.org and type Linklight Rail into the search bar. Sound Transit's Linklight Rail. Just another way that Sound Transit is powering progress. Miss a show on KKNW? Check out 1150kknw.com for podcasts of many of our programs. That's 1150kknw.com. Hey, Ryan, here with Evans back in Urban Forum Northwest with Stevie Rockton in the background. Uh, as a matter of fact, he does something every year at the Staples Center in L.A. Uh, called a house, a house Full of Toys. Our next guest is Corbett and Andre Mosley, a father and son duo. Corbett is a technical uh, expert for the Tacoma Pierce County Black Collective. Uh, Andre is a ninth grader at Wilson High School in Tacoma. So Corbett, why don't you take a minute, introduce yourself, and then we're gonna give the same opportunity to your brilliant young son. So go right ahead. For having us, um, again, it's always a pleasure to be on the show. Uh, Corbett Mosley from Tacoma. Uh, and, and just excited to share uh, about a new um, project that me and Andre worked on. He'll talk a little bit more about it, but uh, I'm, I'm just a proud dad right now to have his engagement and do, be able to do uh, 
something fun with them. Um, uh, so, Andre, why don't I let you introduce yourself? Good morning, Mr. Eddie. Thank you for having us on the show. My name is Andre Mosley. I'm a ninth grader at Wilson High School, and I like to make stuff and hang out with my dad, and this game is a really, really good project. Well, tell us about uh, the success factor. Yeah, so so the, the, the game success factors, um, me and Andre started this working on This call is during... now being recorded. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, uh, we started working on it about a year ago, and it's really designed to um, have conversations about careers and financial literacy and um, life curveballs uh, and just discussion topics and giving back to the community. So it's, it's about financial literacy, but it's also about having the social um, impact. And so uh, it's, it's, it's fun to, um, you know, to, to really have these kinds of conversations where uh, we can kind of sit across the table and get the kids off the screen time. But um, Andre had some things that, that he wanted to share about it, so I'll, I'll kind of let him uh, chime in um, and answer questions. The Game Success Factors is a game about financial literacy, life planning goals, and investments and businesses and business opportunities. Um, the game has cards and QR codes. You can use your camera to access more information about a business or a question um, in the game. Uh, and when you go around the board, you collect money and you invest in businesses and business opportunities and give back to your community. I want to see if my co-host Hayward Evans has a comment or a question for either one of you. Well, you know, Andre, man, look at, as just a, as a father myself who's proud of his children, I'm very proud too. Corbett, I know you're proud of your son and I'm, I'm so glad for you guys. So now this is a board game or is this a computer game? This is a board game. This is a board game and uh, the pieces and the cards in the game are made uh, here. We um, put the pieces together and we put the boards, uh, we put the pieces in the box and we ship them out. And so now, do, how, how do I get to play? Do I roll a dice or is, do you just select my cards? Give me the introduction so to the roll, game. If I just got the game, how does it work? And you roll your dice and you move around the board and there's curveball uh, pieces, uh, places on the board, mm -hmm. and when you hit a curveball, you select a curveball card or a question card if you land on that space. If you land on a business space or a social impact space, you can invest in the business or you can buy a social impact, and it gives you points to help you win the game. So now how are you marketing this? Are you marketing it over the internet or like if I want to buy a game because you sold out, congratulations. How would I go about getting the game? You go on our company website, TacomaPublishing.com and you can get the Success Factors board game and the My Plan book and some of the other stuff that we offer. Why don't you give them an example of some of the live questions? Because the, the thing that I think is pretty cool um, that I learned, because the boys were just on, uh, they spend a lot of time on Xbox, they're on virtual learning, um, they're doing a lot of screen time, and, and I thought board games were becoming an extinct thing, 
but it's actually an opportunity for us to have more conversations. And so I, I asked Dre, you know, what was his two favorite questions um, in the card in the game when uh, he was playing? And he actually picked two of them. Which do you want to share the two questions that stand out to you? Yeah, Mr. Eddie, can you answer these questions for me? Why is it important to seek advice from others? And what is the wisest thing you have ever heard someone say? Just do some research. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was the wisest thing a person ever, ever told me. Make sure you try to seek the information on your own. And it was always good for people to give you some kind of hint of what direction to go in. Yep, yep, and I, I, I can see that. I can see that one, and and that's one of the things that we, um, Andre pointed out in the game where there's actually QR codes. So there's um, 24 different careers in the game that are based on the Bureau of Labor and Statistics, um, and they all have budgets with them that are realistic, using um, trying to get people 30 percent of their household income and other costs. But each of those career cards actually has a QR code that you can use your phone. And you can you can basically get access to information about what kind of education you need for that job, what skills do you need, what's the average wage in that community. Um, so there's a lot of data points within the game as you play it that if you wanted to, you could kind of dig a little bit deeper um, and explore things, different careers that you're interested in. So okay, I'll tell you what, uh, we're just about out of time. What I want to do, Corbett, is I want you and Andre to send me the information on where people can go and get the game. This program will be archived. It's also a podcast. It'll repeat Saturday morning from 7 to 8. Urban Forum NW, uh, Stephanie Ogle takes care of our website. It'll be up for a year. And then as you guys progress, let me, let Hayward and I know what's going on. You certainly can come back on. But we just ran out of time today, brothers. I want to thank both of you, and congratulations to your success. Mr. Corvette Mosley and Mr. Andre Mosley, I know he got to be the shining star at Wilson High School. I'm sure if uh, school was in session, folks would be all over him. So thank you guys very much, and we'll be in touch. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Eddie. All right, now. All right. Thanks, Eddie. Okay. Thank you, Corvette. See you. See you Saturday morning. Okay. Uh, Urban Forum Northwest is brought to you by Sound Transit's Labor Relations and Civil Rights Office with Leslie A. Jones. The Port of Seattle's Diversity Contracting Office with me and Rice. The City of Seattle's Purchasing and Construction Services Office with Liz Alzier. Concourse Concessions with Dave Fukuhara. SeaTac Bar Group LLC with Rod O'Neill and Jerry Whitsett. And Stephanie Ogle takes care of our technology. And my co-host Hayward Evans and I will be talking to you again next Thursday. Thanks, Eric.